Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am Morten Rødvik, as always, and as always, I am here with my good friend and colleague, Lars Roskil Henriksen. Privet and hoiedag, Lars. <laughs> Privet, Morten. Good to see you, as always, and good to be with you, our listeners out there. We always start off with a quick reminder to with the purpose of the podcast, which is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. If you are new to GTD, we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GTD, the five steps. And today's episode number is 82. We are fast approaching the, the 100th episode, or at least it feels that we're getting closer at least. Um, and today's episode is about scaling up with GTD. Indeed, this and, and I've been through this scaling up our operations, and you are in the middle of it, so you have some mm-hmm. confessions to make. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know yeah. this. Uh, this this topic came up. We had. Um, I think it really came. If I if I think back, it it came from we had these um, level three test seminars that I did in August and September in 2022, and um, mm. talking to some of the really hardcore GTDers uh, out there in, in Denmark, and um, some of the feedback that we that I got was also relating to the podcast, where they highlighted that they really appreciated the episodes where we share more of our practical experience with mm. GTD, also from just our own perspectives, and um, you know. Since I'm in the middle of this, uh, obviously it uh, takes uh, up uh, quite a bit of my uh, mental space um, mm-hmm. to, to think these things through. And um, like you said, you've uh, gone through it, and um, you know, perhaps someone else out there is going through this or will go through it at some point. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, this episode will be be helpful in, in in their reflections on their GTD practice when when they are in this uh, situation. Indeed, indeed. Um... And since we are going to talk about something that might be a little, um, you know, scaling up, what does that really mean? I just want to define it first and scaling up Mm -hmm. is that when you are, for instance, it could be scaling up, could be that you are one individual who is practicing GTD and then suddenly your team uh, start practicing GTD. That's scaling up uh, your Mm -hmm. GTD as well. but what we are going to specifically talk about now is the scaling up. If you're part of an organization that grows, how do you scale up using getting things done? Hmm. So how, how can getting things done help you support that growth that you need uh, in the number of people and uh, the number yeah. of you know operations that you have? And um, I just want to kick this off if it's okay. Is that you know we talked about this and. Um, if it is okay, I'd like to start with just briefly my story about mm. how we scaled up. Back in uh, 20, well, I started earlier in this, but business was um, 10 years ago, 2012, uh, December. Um, I, you know, I founded what is now Virtual Learning um, and started uh, getting the, the franchise for, for the getting things done business in, the, in Norway. And then later on uh, in May, the year after for the rest of the Nordic region. And, um, and scaling up then was, you start with you. I was alone mm. <laughs> uh, and, and trying to, to you know, make sense of uh, how can I make money at the same time as I grow. 
which is always the entrepreneurs and on the founders big dilemma how can we found a company and make money as we grow and since we didn't have any seed money or any investment it's just bootstrapping i think it is called uh, when you you mm -hmm. start a company from button and you you want to grow it organically without investment and that's uh, that's what i did and um and um it has been a long and uh, arduous um, journey to, to be honest it's of course it takes a toll to to do this but it is getting things done helps you stay sane in the middle of the all the chaos you might <laughs> feel that you're on, in the middle of. So, um, and um, one of the things that I've, I'd, I'm just going to mention some of the things that I've had really had good use of, is especially when we started growing with trainers, because, you know, we are um, an organization that, you know, we hire trainers that are um, um, training uh, our clients uh, alongside with us. And um, but those trainers need to be certified. And I remember, do you know, the, the certification process, as you might remember back in the day, Lars, when you got certified, it's, it's a lot of steps. There's a lot of, you know, milestones that you have to um, you have to pass before you are ready to to um, become a trainer, um, you know, get certified. And, and I, as a, a master trainer, need to get track of that. So checklists has been really fundamental to mm. to um, to keeping uh, my sanity uh, and also doing the most important work I can do when I need to do my, the most important work. So checklists and my second um, tip, of, I'm sure you use them as well. Maybe you might want to start there. And I, I have one more thing that I've want to confess before we <laughs> finish today <laughs> so so but checklist are you are you using them yeah <laughs> yes I, I could not function if i did not have checklists well i could function but then i would spend all my um, mental horsepower actually thinking things through that i had already mm. thought through previously mm. so no absolutely no and especially yeah. in a in a year which um I guess quickly the the background from from my perspective, you know, we we um, we started off the year with, uh, as I wrote on LinkedIn recently, um, just GTD and me, <laughs> and <laughs> and then you know during during the year we we actually uh, one of the the key metrics for us is lives impacted, and we actually quadrupled that compared to 2020. We really reached uh, a lot of people. Um, so that was obviously a big, uh, big change. Uh, then the rebranding to Vital Learning with the new uh, partnership with, uh, with Crucial Learning, certifying two new trainers. We inherited um, 10 certified trainers from uh, you know uh, the previous franchisee that are um, right now I for me uh, an activity right now is to learn more about how active these trainers are but nevertheless there are that many certified trainers out there um, and we also uh, onboarded my my lovely wife part-time to help manage all of this uh, this growth uh, uh, and and the work with the new uh, new franchise so so many things came up and and you know on top of that the gtd just really uh, yeah like i said took off um this year and that's um, obviously a lot of speeches a lot of seminars a lot of coaching and um, no without checklists i don't know <laughs> i don't know where i would be <laughs> i really don't know I, I i don't even want to imagine <laughs> i feel you man i feel you so, so, but can you give us some concrete examples on how you use your checklist? 
Yeah, no, but you know, for for seminars, uh, seminars is just uh, so many things. Um, I think last time I checked, there was 106 items. <laughs> so, on the list, just things that I learned over over time to keep track of. And, you know, this is a combined list. It really sounds like a lot. There aren't that many steps for me for each of the seminars. So it's really a combined list for both open seminars and in-house. It's both for um, in-person and, and virtual seminars. So there are a lot of things that I could just easily check off. Um, you know, when I when I add a new, um, new seminar checklist, I'll go through and just, you know, uh, this is an in-person one, so I'll take out the virtual ones and I'll just check them off as done because then I'll, mm. you know, get that ching <laughs> that feels good um and and the, the you know so I'll, I'll i'll frequently start out you know if it's monday morning and i'll add a new, <laughs> new seminar checklist uh, to do is we'll say wow you already completed you know 25 items on your list that's the goal for the week so i you know sometimes i'll start off with a <laughs> with a nice uh, pat on the back uh, but but yeah so that's just one example um with all the different ones with you know different invoicing things to follow up about confirm with the clients um, all all that good stuff I, I imagine you have a pretty elaborate checklist as well for seminars. Uh, yes, I do. And um, it's I use um, the template function so that I can just make repeats. So when I've um, done a seminar, uh, it's easy to then populate a new one. Um, and uh, uh, But on that one, if I may yeah. ask, uh, you were looking into maybe transitioning to another list manager? Yeah. Yes. So how would <laughs> yes, that then work? No, no. The 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 what I'm doing is that I'm I am transitioning as we speak to to reminders, Apple reminders, um, just to try out something. <gasps> I've been an Omni. Yes, I know. I've been an OmniFocus <laughs> guy for for like forever, <laughs> since version zero point nine or something. And um, and of course that is a transition for me, but they also have templates. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I will be able to replicate a lot of the things that I do. I can make a list, um, you know, a template and then just duplicate that template. The only thing that I will not have uh, using that is my um, tr trusted and beloved part of uh, OmniFocus where I can run a script. You know, mm. Apple scripts are not part of OmniFocus, but OmniFocus works good with them. And there is some people or one individual in particular who created um, an OmniFocus script, an Apple script where you can populate templates. So you can get, uh, you get questions. So you can ask, uh, you, you fire off the Apple script and they will ask, what's the client's name? What's the dates for the seminar? Who's your contact person, etc.? And then it will then populate that. And um, I will miss that feature when I go. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm sure I will survive. Uh, but uh, and and uh, I'm not going to be going, uh, you know, in length of this. I'm sure that we will have an episode of my maybe my um, my experiences of this. But mm, uh, so yeah, far, I'm to. I'm I'm loving the 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 tight integration with the whole ecosystem of Mac and iPhone hmm. and all the apps. So that, for yeah. instance, when I've, I'm on a call, I can ask you remind me of this, and I've and then I can then uh, rewrite that this that um, remind me to call Lars back, and then I will just have the calls, you know, easy. Just I don't even have to remember your number. I just tap you, and then voila. So tight integration, mm -hmm. love it. But um, and uh, I don't keep my normal checklist there either in reminders i use apple notes for that 
because um, specifically because I can then reuse um, checklists if I want because then when you use a reminder and you tick it off it disappears hmm. you can of course show uh, completed ones but then you have to untick them and then for me it's, it's a visual thing that see how far you know I can get I can get a glance of a, of a notes app um, sorry notes note <laughs> with a checklist inside and see how far I am just by giving a glance how how many items are left and um and 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 i'm going to you know continue using that and um before i used a lot of my checklist was used uh, i use in um, evernote but i've stopped using that now but yes where do you keep your checklists um i have the you know packing lists uh, they still reside over in in OneNote. um mm -hmm. so things like that um for the ongoing ones for seminars and things like that they are right now in in todoist um, mm. So that's where I'm keeping them. But that's one of the things that's actually a next action in my system right now is to revisit mm. this because I want to look into how can we utilize checklists when multiple people are involved. Um, so mm. that's one of the things that I'm investigating and playing with now. Mm. Um, how have you used that? Because transition, you know, it's, it's so nice to be, be just one person. I just, I, 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 <laughs> so I, I failed to have, yeah, I failed to have, you know, truly appreciated that um, mm. during the last uh, seven, seven years. Um, because it, um, there's really a lot of complexity that, that arises. And, and, you know, if we look at our, um, the seminar planning checklist, for example, um, mm. If there were multiple people involved, um, you know, it might be um, one just admin, making sure that everything is moving forward. There might be sales involved and PR, and there might be, you know, finance involved. The trainer mm. is obviously involved. Um, logistics regarding packing things. Um, you know, we're not that many people, um, so mm. it's not that complicated. But nevertheless, there's, you know, just going from one to two to maybe three people, probably three or four people involved, um, it does really change things. So I'm, I'm going to look into now how can we structure that and perhaps utilize these shared checklists uh, and perhaps mm. a, a separate system for, for that. I don't know if you have used that a lot in, 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 in your yes, scaling up. We have. And uh, I, I, I was now reminded that you actually asked that question, how do you scale up? How do you do this at that Google chat in the Nordic region? Mm -hmm. And and I I, I answered the, the, the less sexy variant. Which actually, <laughs> I know, but it actually works. <laughs> no, but, but what we are doing is that we are in the, when we do seminars, we have a different checklist that resides in, um, um, a Google Sheet, which is a Google spreadsheet uh, that's online and shared with the people who need to get uh, access to it. And we use that for partly with automation um, um, so that we use Sapier so that when, for instance, when a, um, you know, we have automation. So for instance, if I wanted to send all the participants an SMS, we have a set up a system for that. So when you're uh, one week before I will get a, a ding in my system saying that you need to copy and paste the name and names and email addresses into the right sheet. And then the following morning at, I think, nine, they will get an SMS that that is four days or five days to their seminar. So, so all of that is partly or organized by that and we are, have for instance we have um just just to give you an idea we have just 
complicate things a little. It sometimes <laughs> happens. Yeah, well, sometimes it happens. Let's say that we have a, a, a company asking us for a seminar. So, and we said, of course, and we sign a contract with them, and then we are getting ready for delivery, and then we will receive um, names, uh, addresses, and um, email addresses, and phone numbers for the, the people. So then, let's say that uh, Espen is head lead on this client. He will then put this, this, this information, ask for this information, and get it into the sheet. But it is our, my, our lovely assistant and my wife uh, who will pack and send the, the seminar materials to the people. So, so she needs to get access to what she needs to get access to. And when she has been, uh, he puts that in the sheet, she will then use that to, to create um, you know, a packing list for individual packs. We send individual packs often to, to, to virtual clients. And um, <clears throat> but then uh, and then when she's packed and then she's sent it and then she has an uh, you know a tracking a link to each of the individual packs so that the trainer who's going to deliver can easily see if Mr X or Madam Y has received their their seminar pack or not or if she he or she did not pick it up at the post office so so that's that's an easy way of doing it and. Um, but suddenly it changes. Let's say Espen can't make this, and our trainer Kalivar will make the, the same. Then he can go in and he can see exactly where mm. in the process this is. Has the packs been sent? Has the email been sent? What information? You know, one week before, how you know there is tick boxes that we can tick, and it is mm. easy to follow this up. Yeah. So it's not maybe not being sexy, but it actually it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the only thing I, you know, uh, we spoke about this. Uh, Carsten, one of our trainers in Denmark, mentioned mm. Basecamp. Um, I, I played around a bit with uh, Monday and Asana, and um, I think the, the the place we'll start off with will be in Todoist uh, now to see if we can mm. can work it in there. Um, I like being able to assign it to people. Um, I appreciate the the flexibility of sheets. Obviously, it's very nice. But mm. if we can integrated more we have the dates in there because i can imagine that you know that requires that you go in there two sheets it's theoretically no, another system no. yeah yeah it, it is another system but what i do that and all of us i suggest all all do this is that we put um you can go and say i want to have an email after somebody changed something in that sheet and it's not so many hmm. changes it's like if you'd uh, added clients i will automatically get an email that some new clients is added to the sheet and i will then go in and look and say do we need to pack and send something here and uh, it's it's a way of informing each other about changes and you can you can then either see the changes just the changes so i can say oh kalivar uh, updated some phone numbers or he did something and then um yeah and and we can also mm. use this to, for input to to um, our CRM system um, yeah. automatically. Yeah, so. yeah. No, and and it may it may end up that we will just copy and and take the same approach that you did. I don't know yet. I need to see that. I need to update the list first. That's my next action. <laughs> then I'll I'll know more about how we can can best the best handle it. Okay, so so that's checklist. We both swear by it and couldn't live without it because we want to have a clear head and it helps you not trying to remember every step of every complex process that you might have. 
Um, but um, one of the things that I want to confess is that I have uh, sometimes I enter into a light panic mode. I know you're not supposed to have those when you're dear, but hey, I'm human. So I know I'm I'm making a, I'm joking, of course, because we are human and we do have things that we need to um, just be aware of and understand that you know even with GTD you are not becoming superhuman, but you are getting um, at least me being super aware if something has my attention. For instance, mm -hmm. when I when I work my um, uh, when I understand I'm in, uh, you know, getting things out of your head when it, it is something more or less concrete is easy. But to get an idea out of your head or some, some because your brain is a planning machine, it plans all the time, it cannot stop planning. And and uh, so if you have a, a, an idea of something that needs to get done, but you don't know how to do it yet, it's very easy to procrastinate or, or just panic. That, that is my panic mode. When I, I don't know what to do and I have to do something about it, how do I handle that? Well, um, mind maps. But I always do them too late. This is that's why it becomes panic mode. I should just <laughs> saying this is mind mapping mode. <laughs> Let me get into that. But I have to panic a little before I get there. I think <laughs> that's uh, a trigger. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so so, but the the the, the my um, my uh, mind maps often comes when I have more or less more or less complex ideas about something that needs to get done and I can't see it clearly in my brain and I into that panic mode. Um, and and, and help, mind maps helps me a lot to get out of that because it's it's a way to show uh, uh, dependencies uh, is a way to flush out ideas and show well, this is over here, and but it's connected to something here, and and um, and um, it it helps a lot. I'm I know you use them as well. But what is your? Do you wait until you have panic modelers, or do you go I straight for? No, I think what um, what what you're referring to when we I have a very good uh, Norwegian <laughs> expression for that, you gafant. <laughs> if you don't know what that uh, is, look it up. <laughs> yeah, good good luck spelling that. I think for most uh, non non Norwegian speakers. No, I think um, when when you know, uh, looking back at the last uh, I think three or four months, what really helped me was was certainly that that. Um, that brainstorming mode, but I had to go to um, to Gantt charts. I had to um, subscribe to OmniPlan and uh, and start uh, moving things around and, and getting that uh, that big uh, big picture um, to see how they were all in interconnected and that's what how you roll them. <laughs> that's how I roll. <laughs> uh, no, so I had a had a look at that and tried tried to plan a bit. Um, looking you know thinking back on that list it really was helpful uh, it really was uh, you know uh, really really just had to do that to to clear my mind um i think i'm i'm a time optimist as we've spoken about before so when i looked at the timelines uh, i think last week as of this recording um they they were a bit off they needed to, <laughs> needed to be updated a bit um 
but um, but yeah, just getting that out and, and having sort of the, so first we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and we have this deadline that we want to get things uh, things ready for. So just having that kind of perspective, um, rearranging your mind map basically to to have these uh, interdependencies and how it all would, would all connect. Hmm. But when you have your um, mind map or Gantt chart flushed up. How do you operationalize? How do you say that? Operationalize, yeah. No, so so what I would do was to have most of what would be on that that list would be projects. So whatever would be active. So we would be in the time frame where that deliverable was 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 being worked on, and that would be a an active project either on on my list or, you know, in most of the cases, what was on the the Gantt chart was all of the work that followed with the new uh, new franchise, the partnership with uh, with Crucial Learning. Um, so there was a lot of activities relating to publishing and translating the new website, setting everything up. That took a lot of time. Um, the next big big task was uh, translating the the getting things done level one seminar um so those were broken into to smaller pieces and um and, and fleshed out in the the omni plan so i would revisit that on a weekly basis as part of my weekly review to check that uh vital learning long term dot oplx or whatever the file name was um mm-hmm. check in on that and see how we were how we were doing that was how mm-hmm. i how i used it uh, and 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 how did that did that integrate somehow with the Todoist or did you just use that as a separate tool? No, separate separate tool, separate tool. Mm. And I, you know, it's it's funny to you know the just all you the, the tools only talked planned yeah. <laughs> is part of the <laughs> Omni Focus Group. Um, yes, it it um, does it does sound that way. No, <laughs> no, and it's it, it is it is actually, it, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing you found this as well. There are there are requirements that we have the tools that we need, and just like you know, when we talk about inboxes, we need the the right number of inboxes, not too few, not too many. Mm. And finding the right number, and I think that that goes goes for tools as well. And it was nice for me mm. to actually pull up the separate overview um, mm. and have that in a separate tool. That was just fine for me. Did not need to integrate. I was fine mm. with just having to manually do that because I just want to see that big picture overview. Mm. So I'm playing more and more around with that also now with the increased complexity of the business. Uh, right now, if I look to my right, I have my whiteboard and on that whiteboard, I have all of the seminars and key goals for the year that I have mm. written out on the, that, that we know of in the first six months and then goals for 2023. Um, I could write them on a piece of paper on my desk. I could write them in in OneNote. I could write them wherever mm. I wanted. But you know, that I don't know if there's a feeling relating to this, or there's just um, you know, understanding that having the right tool to to do it and have it having it separate places that uh, mm. that seems to you know in some cases work better for me. Mm. I, I don't I, know if I that do, makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about obscurity and that we have obscure tools that we use and uh, most of these obscure tools and with obscure I'm more, I, I mean more hidden and more not so evident and uh, we have a lot of them uh, in our computers and our on our phones and uh, I know I'm not alone saying that sometimes people uh, myself in, included forget that you have tools somewhere mm-hmm. in your computer and then that you are more or less compelled um, to 
well, first you have to remember it and then you are and you have to compel yourself to, to put it on a list, for instance, to check this tool to see if there's something there. And and but I I you know in the old the olden days, back in the day where where we had a lot of paper. Um, I remember those days. And those days were you know they had their challenges as well. Uh, but paper was very evident. So if you got a letter mm. or you got, a, got a, a note from someone that was on a piece of paper, that note in itself was a system. If your system then become a pile, it becomes a an, an dysfunctional system. But if you compose that pile into uh, lists and then put the lists uh, somewhere where you can see them, suddenly there's a system again. Um, and... Um, and, and just to have it visually somewhere, um, one of the things that I have uh, as a system, as a list, is my trusted disk. I don't know if for those of you who are on, on camera or can see it in, in, um, in, uh, in YouTube, I have, um, it's, it's a life list. It's a memento mori uh, calendar reminding me of that my life is not infinite. I have to uh, spend my life wisely and enjoy it. When I have it, and and that is a very powerful visual reminder, and I'm I'm sure that um, on a totally different level, you know, we talk about maps, you know, higher horizons. This is my higher horizons map. I must m remember to make use of my days wisely, but um, on a lower down level, you have to make sure that you are making progress on the most important things. And how do you remember? what those are yeah well a whiteboard can work very well mm. yeah so yeah just getting that over you and, and you know i've been playing <laughs> we we had a sort of a mini review uh, as we do the half year review between uh, between christmas and new year's and i mm -hmm. this year played around with uh, the new app uh, freeform that came yeah. out on, on on ios so yeah. played around with that kind of inspired what you've been talking about with the vision boards and the cutouts yeah. and we made nice uh, drawings and uh, mm -hmm. put in some pictures and uh, wrote out some some goals for the year, both for mm -hmm. us, uh, each of us individually, both uh, Sila and me, uh, also joint ones, and also some for the boys. <laughs> we actually mm -hmm. uh, they they pitched in now, so um, the the you know uh, the big one wants to score three goals in one football game, so that's on wow. the, the, the goal yeah. list for the year. Um, the youngest one, what do you call it when you throw a rock uh, on, on water and it sort of skips? Uh, I don't know what it's called in English. Um, when did, you know, But he's aiming for at least to to go higher than three. That's his goal for the year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I thought we'll that was a nice goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like you know, that one. Yeah, I remember back when I my son was um, a lot younger, uh, we used um, vision boards for him because he uh, we wanted to uh, when we went to for vacations or holidays we decided we will do that um, together we will find what um, what do we want to do what's what is our desired outcomes how does vile success look at looks look for us when we do um we did for those of you who are familiar with gdd we used the, the natural planning model of course why do we what's the purpose of this vacation and uh, you should, uh, if you've not done that before with your spouse, maybe you should. Mm. You know, what's the purpose? Some, some, some people actually want to stay the, the whole week on a beach. I don't know how they can make that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm of course, um, um, remembering how that was because my, 
my ex-wife, she she um, she wanted just to, to stay on the beach for the whole week, and I would be bored out of my brain if I did that. <laughs> I have to do something. So I, that was not my, my 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 purpose. But we identified three different purposes on the, the three different people in the family. My son, who was then maybe six or something, had a totally different idea. I don't how come, but mm-hmm. he, we had good vacations <laughs> that that we did. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. uh, but to use um, um, the horizons of focus, how do you visualize that? I remember back in the um, one of the things that I have. Um, it, let me backtrack or just rewind a little, because we when we st- when I started um, productive Norge vital learning back in the day i made a horizons of focus document and i presented that to all the people who wanted to be part of you know this this company this company structure and you you read that as well back mm-hmm. in the day when when we got in touch Lars. and and that document is a document telling us why are we here what's the purpose of this company um, what's our values and what's our vision and at the little uh, lower level, we get to areas of responsibility. And um, just to map that out in a company is very important. I suggest that you, I'm sure you have that on your, your to-do list as well, or at, at least somewhere in a mind map, that you need to, to, to um, um, clarify the, the areas of responsibility between all the people that now you're not alone anymore who's who does mm. what and take a good discussion and, and get that mapped out um that was something that i had on my wall uh, you know on the side of my my um, um my desk so i can very easily just glance over there and have a look at okay yeah this is not my area of responsibility anymore no it's not so you have to let uh, <laughs> espen take this and uh, d- don't follow your gut reaction because that's that is one of the problems with with b- growing scaling up is that you have to be good at letting people do their job and <laughs> do whatever small or big mistakes they have to do to 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 get into the job um yeah. And, and I just can to recognize be, that. <laughs> yes, and but thank thank God for for the natural planning model where you can delegate very easily. You know you can um, use it to 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 identify the purpose of anything, and then uh, you know what's the f- what what frames do we have here? What's our outer goal? You know, and uh, sorry, what's the um, the standards we need to ad- adhere to? Hmm. And what's, what does wild success look like? And then when that's established, it's delegatable. I call it delegatable. This hmm. whatever it is. But that's been one of the hardest things for me, I think, in this process because, and I think, I guess, it comes back to having things under control. That you know, when you do everything yourself, you know the the yep. standards that you adhere to, and you know how you want things done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, then when you hand that out to someone else, it really is. Uh, it sounds silly, but it really is mm-hmm. a is a challenge to to get used to. That. And I can imagine it must have been for you as well, working with the different countries. Mm-hmm. And I do things differently in Denmark. Martin does things differently in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can Finland, etc. Um, so it really must have been uh, an interesting process. At least it has been for me to to go mm-hmm. through that and really just um, you know learn learn to 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 let go of that control. I think that that's probably mm. the the best way to overall describe it. Because if I look back at the, if we zoom out and look at the horizons of focus, um, 
purpose stays the same. Really not much changed over the year. We want to help people in Nordics live their best lives by giving them the, the tools to that we know can, can change lives. That didn't really change. Um, the increase in trainers really just in quotes was a step towards the vision that we mm -hmm. have always always had for the for the Nordics. Um, but then with the new trainers suddenly here now, I think the, one of the areas that changed most was was the goals that I want to uh, play around with a bit more now, um, actually during t today. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, how many how many trainers do we want to have at the end of next year? And that, that's mm. one of the things that, that I'm looking into. And mm. then, but like you said, the areas of focus is really one where it changed a lot. Um, yep. What I did was when my wife joined, I brought up my areas of, of focus. I made a, a copy um, and I just created a new main node in, in the mind node that I, that I use. Um, that I think you suggested originally to me and mm -hmm. um, and just started dragging things <laughs> over to, to her. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just a, you know, a nice way to, to visualize it, walk through it, say, okay, that's, mm -hmm. let's try this. Um, mm -hmm. We tried some things that didn't work. We found some things that did work and we're mm -hmm. going to change it again, I think, next month and to mm -hmm. see what works, what, what can we, you know, how do we best distribute the, the different things? Some mm -hmm. things still makes more sense than I do. Other things that are more easily um, able to, to hand out or would make more sense to, to hand over. And that's, uh, that's, that's been, been really, really helpful. Um, mm -hmm. Do you, is it your experience that you, so you, you align this of, obviously with the other people involved. Um, do you then, do they just live with the version that you made or would you ask them to go into more detail on their own? I've, from the natural planning model? No, from areas no. of focus, I'm thinking. So let's say you have a, I had a mind map, that was just me, uh, areas of focus uh, relating to the business. I made a new node, dragged some things over, yeah. that was for uh, my wife to take over. Um, yeah. Did you then ask the other person to elaborate more on their own, or was it sufficient with the one that you just made uh, together? By well, and depending on, of course, what it is, if it is an areas of focus the person does not have in-depth knowledge about, then you have to have some hand-holding until, mm. um, you know, and, and we have different levels. For instance, I have my beautiful wife slash assistant who helps us do some admin work <clears throat> i had to when when we have complex you know workflows where she had to go into different systems and she have to pick up information she is um for instance every time we drop a, an episode of our podcast she she um goes into the, the same wednesday she goes into youtube um, you know to get uh, the link to do the video and uh, she gets uh, she goes into the podcast episode spreadsheet for picking up the the um, the um, what you call it show notes you know show notes and then uh, uh, going into soundcloud to get the url and then she creates a, a post on our virtual learning site and then she pastes all of this inside and creates a beautiful post for that episode and that takes maybe 10 minutes to make or maybe 15 minutes but when you don't have technical knowledge on how to do this that was a little hand holding and mm. uh, we created um, workflows for her where I, I created a 
a workflow with screen jumps uh, in a, just a Google Doc and then printed that. And then she made her own notes on top of this and that becomes her her go-to when she had to do this because mm. you yeah. you know we made the same pro kind of process descriptions yeah. on how to do what and handovers between one yeah. person to the next yeah. like a checklist like exactly it's like a, a, a checklist moving between tools so so and having it do the workflow slash checklist is important when you want to hand something complex over to someone but at the same time when you have for instance um, um what 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 Espen gets is a lot of different, uh, you know, he has uh, Espen, our managing director. He is, of course, managing director and and uh, I'm more of an advisor for him. But in the beginning, I have to tell him, you know, well, I suggest that you do this and I suggest that you do that. But it's up to you what you need to do. So now I'm more mm -hmm. an, an advisor role. So maybe talk about it. I don't, we have an expression in my, in my, uh, in my, uh, Turkish, Norwegian, French family called where <laughs> I don't put my nose, which means I don't put my nose into something, or I don't put my. Uh, is that an expression at all in English? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I Let us we'll know. In the show. Help. Yeah. Send us an email if you know this is a, what it is. I think you understand what it is. I don't want to poke uh, into something that's not my, you know. Hmm not my business to put my you know to poke into and and um and the reason i'm i'm being very adamant about this and very being i hope that and i think espen has would agree with me if we got him here and asked him um has that worked and i hope he feel it has because it is it is something i experienced earlier in my career that i had a boss that uh, did not let go of the reins when I become a managing director before hmm. and that experience I decided I will if I ever get an mass you know an MD in my my uh, or a CEO in, in, in one of my companies I would uh, not do that I will be the advisor uh, that might poke my you know poke my my finger at something when I see something is about to go wrong saying eh, have you seen this this might be something you should focus on or 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 later on just just be the advisor um, because mm. what kills motivation is not having the responsibility of your work and mm. i think that when you hire people to help you to do something or it, just to do, to fill a function in the company let them do their job give them decide outcomes if you want to do something give them yeah. something and then and then let them do their own thing to get to that desired outcome and and if you need to to let people into your brain take them the natural planning model to take them on a tour in what you think is the most important thing that needs to happen here hmm. and the, and and the, and i you know we've all been in a meeting discussing a problem where you don't use the natural planning model and there is just as many ideas about what this project or this idea was about as there were people in the room when you get back uh, to this, to the meeting is later, and, uh, and and the same topic is discussed, and you understand that the people are looking at problems with their 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 lenses on. Uh, you mm. know, I am in marketing. This this is what this means to me, and I'm in uh, you know I'm in I'm, I'm in the warehouse. This is what it means to me, and 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 they instead of focusing on what's the purpose 
what's the standards we need to adhere to and how does wild success look at if if you used the natural planning model the first two steps it makes so it makes it so much easier to ensure that success uh happens mm. later on yeah exactly does that make yeah. sense to you yeah absolutely absolutely yeah mm. um and then also the, the the other thing that that really struck me and then you know reflecting on this it's it's fun because i have coached so many people that have gone through this process and i <laughs> i know the theory behind it and what should happen and then it's, it's been fun to live through it one one thing being the work with the uh, the areas of focus um another thing with the communications um mm. how that really has changed you know when you're just one person you have the well you can talk to yourself obviously <laughs> but mm. but it makes things a lot more simple and now it's just a really a, a new layer a new yeah lens or a new uh, mm. filter on that lens that you really need mm. to to apply mm. um and then also looking at the the projects list um that really changed as well um for those of you who've listened, been listening for a while, um, before the summer break, I think I really simplified the system. I was really fed up with all of the organizational structure that I had, and I wanted to go back to a more simple projects list. And now, mm. as we changed over the, the last six months, I have uh, gone back and created new ones with you know, delegated projects, uh, both mm. for admin and, and trainers, um, mm. different projects that showed up in relation to uh, the work that followed the new franchise. Um, we have the summer camp uh, planning, all that stuff. So different different mm. areas of focus still found their way back to my organization system. And mm. overall, it's just been such a requirement to again say no. I think that might be my motto for uh, for the new year is really be <laughs> even better at saying no. Um, mm. That 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 might be uh, just ne necessary because that's that's mm. part of the activity that I'm doing right now. Uh, so we're recording this between Christmas and New Year's, and one of the things that I need to do is sit down and and look ahead and look mm. at what you know the the next six months looks like. And mm. um, with the new setup, it requires me to have more time for for trainers, um, mm. weekly meetings, monthly meetings, uh, ad hoc things, support for them, um, more sales work because mm. there are more and more trainers delivering um these new offerings mean new courses that i will be start delivering crucial conversations for example uh will take up a significant amount of my time hopefully um as we as we move forward in the next six uh, six months mm. um so one thing that i have been working on now is to knowing that this comes up uh, be even more diligent about keeping my calendar more clear and it's as as I say that out loud, I'm I'm reminded that we had a meeting with <laughs> David at one point. Like we had a meeting, yeah. it must have been a year or two ago, where he said mm -hmm. something to the effect of that you will get the coaching clients that you need yourself. So <laughs> in some magic way, that that just seems to happen. And I have just gone through this with a coaching client. She's a really really cool uh, HR manager at a company in Denmark. Really really cool. One of the things we've been playing around with a lot is 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 creating more space in her calendar. And that's exactly what I have been been trying to do. So if you go in into our shared calendars now, you will start to see that I have uh, blocked out the time for daily processing of new inputs, processing inboxes. Mm. I have a note on a daily basis to keep at least three hours of space in my calendar each day. So let's see how, how that goes. And, I, and I've even gone so far as to create, a, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, gone so far as to try to create a, a day without meetings. 
Um, so let's let's see how that goes. You know, we might record an episode in a few months saying that did not work, but <laughs> at least for now, I'm trying to create that space because I know I need it. I, I've seen mm. how how the the last six months played out, and if I want to impact as many lives as we did mm. in 2022, do that again in 2023, I need more space because we mm. need to redistribute a bit of the work, utilize more trainers, there'll be more admin work, there'll be more sales work, I need to create time for this. And right now I have mm -hmm. so many seminars planned uh, mm -hmm. myself with, with open seminars and, and, and other things that I'm you know, heading to, to Greenland for 10 days and, and working there. Um, I need more space, so that that's part of the work that that I've done. I don't know if you know it's been a while since you you did that, but uh, I don't know if you can can rec remember or recognize that. Yes, yes, I do. And then one of the things that um, and I have many things to say about this subject, but but to, to, to be brief, um, one of the things I always tell my coaching clients and I tell myself is that you do not reflect enough. And hmm. the time to take it just to take time out to do reflection is something that we should do more of. We should be better at reflection. We should, um, me too. Um, and it's always on top of my, you know, do I think enough? Do I take time? Do am I just running and doing, or do I need to? Um, and then am I running in the right direction? Am I doing the right things? And then take a step back and defining is. Am I on the right track here or not? So, so uh, reflection is something I would highly recommend. People have air in your calendar to, to just let daydreaming and go for mm. a walk and then just let your brain just work. Make sure you have a capture tool with you. So if some idea comes up and, and, um, and, um, and one of the things I want to come just come back to something that you, we talked about um, areas of responsibilities is one of the things I would uh, I I want to to stress is um, that we didn't do that for to be able to scale you must identify um, um, what you, what are your skill set that you what 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 are the things that I do well or as well as I can or maybe I even do them really well and and how can I do more of that especially if there's some revenue generating thing that you do that's that's very important when you scale up as at least a business and and make sure that everything else is handled by someone else one of the first thing I did and I know um, you've partially done the same Lars during the years is that I, I outsource um, accounting uh, that is not my, uh, I don't have my strength in, in doing accounting. So I had to have some, some, some gifted person doing that for me. And, and, and just to be identify the, the, the things where you shine and where you don't. And especially where I, uh, I try to identify where I had friction. So have you done some mm. some of the same ideas? Yeah, partly. Um, just the, the bookkeeping part is just sort of a, um, that's a zombie thing for me. And it's nice for me to see where things are moving. So that's actually an enjoyable zombie? activity for me. Yeah. Just sit there. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's relating. That's ah, travel activities. That kind of that's, oh, that, oh, that, yeah, that's the kind <laughs> paid. And, you know, that, that kind of thing that actually is, <laughs> I actually like that. But I'm the kind of person you, you know, you can give me a, 
an Excel sheet with a lot of data in there and, and asked me to play around with it and play, you know, create <laughs> pivot tables and create, you know, bar charts and, you know, I, I, there's something that's there. That's how I yeah. roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so I, that, that's, uh, that, that's just me. Now, I think yeah. that that's one aspect that's really good to keep in mind. Uh, I remember you mentioned that years ago and it's actually on my, I think monthly or quarterly checklist to just reflect on that, whether there's anything we can, can now outsource. Um, mm -hmm. And the other one was really to take a step back and, and look at, you know, how can we, you know, impact the most lives? Because that's what, mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, I can run around and, and deliver and deliver and deliver, but could we reach even more people if I ran around a bit less delivering and spend more time reaching out to people and working more with clients and, and, and setting up more seminars for other trainers to deliver? Um, mm -hmm. So that's part of the activity now for me to sit mm -hmm. down and reflect on how do I think I can most effectively use my time to mm. achieve our purpose or work towards our purpose? That, that's mm. really what it comes back to for me. Yes. And, and, and then, you know, all companies and all organizations goes through different phases and stays in that phase or longer or shorter. One of the things that I've found that, you know, when you found a company or you start a company, you do everything and then after a while you understand that i can't do everything because then i don't make enough money so i have to outsource something so i can do more of the revenue generating things and then mm. maybe you get an accounting uh, officer or some accounting um, professional to do that for you no don't and do that just have fun with it go on it's <laughs> <Have this> fun <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> fun. Okay. We do not think the same things are fun, Lars. I'm sorry. But, um, okay. But, um, and outsource uh, what you, you can that is not revenue generating. But at some point, you have to. Um, maybe, and I did that uh, when I uh, wanted to scale up with um, getting a managing director, is that um, I, I knew that would be something that I needed to do because um, there are several aspects of this, but I don't want to spend my time doing uh, business administration. You love that with your spreadsheets and such. Maybe you should just, just continue <laughs> doing that. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm... I'm I'm sure that uh, my time is more well spent if I can communicate with people, if I can write articles for the newspaper, if I can engage in public debate, if I can, um, you know, um, be visible in social media and marketing and 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 do the things, and and change the lives I need to change. You know, that's in my um, you know an, um, impact a life or lives, um, hmm. and and just in identify what you think is fun to do what you like that is uh, i think is um the more you do of what you like the more motivated you get um i don't know i understand that you, you're a kind of a spreadsheet guy but have you reflected <laughs> anything anything on on what you can you know what can you let go of yeah i think that the key thing for me is the um, there is a balance here in what I think is fun to do and and do a lot of that and mm -hmm. what is most valuable to again achieving our purpose or working towards our purpose and um, mm -hmm. so finding that balance in you know we really have to get this done if we did if I did more of this then we would 
be impacting even more lives, for example. Then, then finding the balance between the two and seeing, yeah, if we can outsource some of the things, if we can move those things around, um, I'll see if I can get someone else to do marketing, <laughs> and then <laughs> I can play around more with my with my with my spreadsheets. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's so interesting to think about and reflect on and see what works mm. best and what what needs to happen. Yeah, and then and just identifying what you enjoy and then find someone else that enjoy the things you don't enjoy and try and you know get them to to fulfill their destiny on on, on planet earth and help them do a good job because i found that that um and I, I might be totally wrong here but a lot of the people that we work with that you know in the nordic region we are partners in Norwegian, we are really, you know, people are really nice people. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, um, people who want the best for you, who who um, love people, want to help people, uh, people with a very small ego, most of them. I've mm. very, very, I, I don't think, I, I can maybe count on less than, well, half a hand, <laughs> how many people I met in the GTD world who are, you know, you know, selfish and self um you know I, how do you what's the word for that when you are um you need to be someone you need to tell people you are someone uh, if they don't know you this is i don't know um is is that is that even a word for for this anywhere <laughs> but, but the opposite of 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 lacking an ego what's that Having a mm -hmm. lot of ego, and yeah. with that I mean that with a lot of ego, it means that you are, you have the need to tell people who you are and what you do, and you have to mm. pump pump your your self esteem up. And I think that that is more or less non existing in the uh, among the at least the people I know in the GGD world, and that's why I'm yeah. calling the the, the GGDs are the nicest people because they don't have an ego. They don't have to tell you how you know how good their system is or you know how well how successful they are we do have some people in the world who need to show off their success but that, those are the outliers i think mm, i agree uh, absolutely and and just give people the freedom to to work with what they want to work with if they um you know yeah i'm sorry I was on the tangent here. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. No, and I think, you know, as I reflect back on the whole conversation that we had now, first of all, could we fill an episode with this? I think we I think we managed to fill an episode with this. Um, and also, it's just so nice to to talk through it. Like, I think that's, you know, part mm. of the podcast, uh, uh, you know, as we record these episodes, uh, part of the value, of course, is to help more people. But it's also a nice uh, reflection opportunity for us, mm. or at least, speaking just for myself, yeah, going through too. this now and walking through it with you and hearing your perspectives. Um, I hope it was valuable for people out there as well, that this was useful in their journey now or at a later stage. Yeah, me too. So, so I, hopefully you you had some value listening to this, our, our rants and, and ideas. <laughs> and, and, um, and I just want to, I, I guess people understand this, but we are not perfect people, you know, that, that does not exist. We don't do perfect GTD because that does not exist. It's it's just a variant of getting things done that works right now. <laughs> it has to evolve. It needs to adapt. And your uh, you know the way you work with your getting things done methodology, practice needs to change. And um, there are different phases of life and different phases of companies. And hopefully we are 
um, giving you some ideas that you can use and um, and I'm 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 for sure not uh, f finishing learning my getting things done because I learn every day and uh, it's a continuous learning process and that yeah. will never be finished uh, ever I think so agree so are we are we at the uh, the end we are nearing to one hour this may be one of the longest episodes we ever made <laughs> thank you for yeah, continuing think, listening if you're still with us yeah wake up <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, i think um, we are i think we, we covered yeah. everything i wanted to cover and um mm -hmm. just walking through that has been an, an interesting journey wanted to 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 share that and again hopefully uh, helpful to to people mm -hmm. out there will you take us out Lars? yes absolutely um we always do that by wrapping up the episodes with a quick reminder for you to head on over to vitallearning.eu or you can head on even over to vitallearning.no or .dk now. Um, have a look around, learn more about the, the new company, the new offerings, um, different countries featured in the Nordic countries. You'll find them if you go to vitallearning.eu and on each of those sites, have a, have a look around, see what we offer. If you're outside the Nordics, cruciallearning.com is the place to go to find your local partners. Also a quick reminder, summer camp the summer camp is in about six months i think five months when we release this episode so june 17 to 18. head on over to gtdsummercamp.com we have opened the registration you can now work with the sign up form as well we already have signups now from new gtders or new um newcomers that have not attended before people who yeah. have listened to this uh, podcast so you'll you'll be with uh you know like morton said friendly friendly gtders and we also have some exactly. experts returning as well so uh, no mm. doubt that it will be an amazing uh, event once again and, and it's filling up fast i see the the registrations mm. come in and um you know it's been been a few so so don't be yeah. late yeah be exactly. early this year <laughs> exactly so and and that is actually a, a fair point where the the price right now is the early bird pricing so mm. um so be sure to sign up if you think you're uh, you're going and lastly as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable, as we mentioned before. And if it has been helpful, we always appreciate any uh, ratings you can give us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, Audible, I think as well. Um, it really helps uh, the discoverability of the podcast. Um, Morten signed us up for some uh, some uh, chart overviews, and it's fun to see how we um, enter the different charts in different areas of the world. So um, thanks thanks for those, uh, those uh, stars and ratings. Indeed, indeed. And uh, I just want to add a little to the GTD summer camp. Um, we have people coming from all over the world. Uh, we have um, uh, the, the Estonia. Help me now. I'm, uh, the US. Uh, yeah, Germany, Germany, Netherlands. Yeah, so, so the, not only Europe, but also the far off. Lithuania, <laughs> I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Poland, um, I think. Yeah. So, so for those of you who are interested in getting things done, just want to hang out with us and other GGDers for a weekend, and it is uh, affordable. Um, uh, how much was it? Two thousand two hundred Danish kroner or something like this. Yeah, I think. Something yeah, like which that, is yeah. which is a lot in Norwegian money, but in, in <laughs> how many euros is that? Hundred and two hundred euros. Oh, yeah. 
190 euros, something like this. Not, it's very affordable, it's, and it is for two days, and uh, everything is included uh, with, um, you know, s sleeping uh, arrangement. Um, yeah, and you, you look into it and see if you want to come with us, and it's a lot of fun. And, and, and the trainers who are there are there for our own cost. The companies that we work for pay for the, the enrollment. We pay the same as you and we work for free. So if you want to hang out with us and enjoy and nerd around with your getting things done or get better at your getting things done and practice, um, please come. Hope to see you there. So how was that for an endorsement? Yes. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Okay, so so until next time, people, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.